because it feels like Weezer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Feels Like Weezer. It's the podcast uh, audio show where we talk about the songs of Weezer, song by song, track by track, one by one. Each episode is uh, we talk about a different song, and today's no different. My name is Martin David Tapia, and I will be one of your hosts. And I'm today. your other host. Oh, what's that? Go on. Oh, yeah. And I'm your other host, Eric Nash. Uh, you can also hear me on Almost Famous Minute. And, and I think we, we have... have a guest. Yeah. Am I correct? Who, me? <laughs> I think it's... so. I'm back. I'm Condra from the Amateur Nerds. Back again. Making sure she retains her title. <laughs> That's correct. No one will take my crown from me. At this point, it'd be surprising if anybody did. <laughs> so yeah, today we're talking about a song called My Best Friend. It's a track nine from Make Believe, and it's two minutes and 47 seconds long. Uh, what do you say we listen to a little clip of it right now? I mean, not really, but... <laughs> when everything is wrong, we'll come talk to you. That little clip of the song, um, my best friend. I'm really curious from Condra. <laughs> what you know? What what is it that kind of? Um, I think you made you choose this song of of all, of of many of the songs on Make Believe. I believe you did, did choose one prior. Yeah. It was the one or two, one or two prior actually? Yeah. Yeah. But um, but this this one come back on. I about the song. It's kind of funny because this is. This album, I don't, is not my go-to album for Weezer by any means, but I still have a lot of fun, and this is one of those very fun yeah. songs on the album that it just, it puts a smile on my face, and it, it, it's, it's a good time. It's not like it's anything special, um, but it's, it's Weezer, and, and it's very, like, quintessential Weezer in, in some very basic ways, I think. And you haven't said the word I was expecting you to say yet. <laughs> oh, bop, bop. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. And re-listening and listening to, I'm like, at one point I thought, like, okay, what? Yeah, Kondra chose this. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's a bop. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I understand it now. It's just it's just a happy song. Yeah. Um. And Martin, uh, you have any initial thoughts that you want to kind of put forth? Yeah. Sure. I think it's a, uh, this is, yeah, I would classify this as a bop for sure, but I'm, uh, you know, I don't know. My bop bar is pretty low, I think, <laughs> especially for this album and maybe especially for Weezer. So, yeah, that's uh, that's me. But I think mm -hmm. this is a fun song, especially on the album. Uh, we've had a few, yeah. uh, like, kind of like mid-tempo songs that are not as 
fun quite as this one. And uh, yeah, like right off the bat when this song starts, it's like a, it's got like a kind of a driving beat and it's got the cool. Uh... Oh, yeah, I wanted to. Uh, you're uh, Eric, you're our resident uh, Beatle Beatle boy. Oh, OK. Yeah. You uh, um, this song remind you of any uh, Beatles song? Uh, no, I mean, just just based on the title alone, it reminded me of a Queen song. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> And actually, that 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 was uh, apparently it was a, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the Queen song, uh, "You're My Best Friend," and that's what apparently this song was titled for a little while, and they removed it. And I don't know that that's truly why, but it'd be it'd be nice to understand why. But yeah, maybe just to distinguish it from yeah. that other song. Who knows. <laughs> I appreciate but, that because there's enough. There are too many songs that all have the same names, anyways. So, yep. even that slight distinction. So, so what are you getting at? And I, I didn't, I didn't notice anything. Yeah, it's actually just like Beatles. the opening. The opening riff is like the same as a. Uh, it's very similar to the song "Rain" by the Beatles. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. um, wow. I don't know. I think so. I actually was like googling around yeah. to see if anybody else had noticed it or like yeah. mentioned it, and like I didn't see it anywhere. So maybe it's only in my own head. But I think that, especially like the um, there's like the vocal part in the beginning, like the first in the verse, and then there's like a little guitar riff that goes over the top, and I think mm. it's very similar mm-hmm. to uh, to rain. So that's cool. That's uh, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. It's not like a clear copy. But it's, yeah, there's some stylistic choices. Yeah, I think it's a, like, if you're listening for it, I think it's a pretty clear homage. Mm -hmm. But uh, then the song in the verses, I mean, the chorus rather goes, uh, it goes other places. So it's not like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not accusing it of being a ripoff or anything. It's just a little similarity. Well, and really to me, you know, the whole, the whole. The, the bop idea really comes full full frontal you know in in the in the choruses with the you know it's, it's a stabby guitar is what mm-hmm. i like to call it you know and, and that's just you know really making it uh hit, hit that stride of being really a real bop you know versus versus yeah like you're, you said your lower threshold i love it i love stabby music and i had that in my notes too <laughs> yeah and i think that might be a term that uh I, 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 we might both have uh, kind of gotten from the uh, what's that uh, Be- uh, Beatles podcast? Uh... <laughs> Alphabetical? Yeah, Alphabetical? That's, that's yeah. the one. Did they come up with that? Wow. I don't think they came up with it. I think it, oh, okay. it's stabby is just like the, <laughs> the natural way that you would describe yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that kind of music. But I think that, that um, that's another Beatles connection. Is <laughs> The Beatles have some stabby music too. <laughs> and not, psych- not psycho. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, psycho. Right, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's like the quintessential uh-huh. stabby music. Uh, right. <laughs> In both ways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, so I wanted to mention that. And then there's a cool um I was listening to the demo of this song oh, okay. earlier yeah. today. And there's also a um an unused kind of um Beach Boys uh, motif for the for um, an intro that I guess got scrapped in the beginning, but it's kind of if uh, either of you know the song "Our Prayer" by the Beach Boys. 
No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like hmm. you saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I get that now. Yeah. So it's just like that. It's just like some uh, high harmony, like uh, reverb stuff that uh, seems like uh, Rivers might have just wanted to put in the beginning and then decided not to. So I thought that was a a little interesting thing that um, yeah that got scrapped. And then there's also a um, in the demo there's a uh, what do you call it a bridge or like a middle eight part that didn't make it to the final song either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, in the in the demo it's just wordless. It's just like some chords, and then it's like rivers kind of like do 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 dum 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 like doing like a little melody with his voice. So yeah, some stuff that didn't make it to the to the actual song itself. Well, something kind of uh, you know related to something going on you know pretty recently with uh, uh, Weezer in in the year twenty twenty one essentially um, that we're in. Uh, you know, it, it, it's some kind of you know a, a synth or synth you know you know organ sound. Um, that I really didn't pick up on, and just in just listening to it is when I went to do, do some do some of the research. I found I, I realized, oh, okay, they're, 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 you know, it's being talked about here, you know. And I just uh, went back and like, okay, yeah, I definitely it, that okay, that makes sense. But then how it's relating to twenty twenty one is with the release of since we last recorded. This is gonna give us away a little bit, uh, you know, since you know the, 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 the big uh, uh, time shift for us <laughs> from when we last recorded the last. Uh, uh, song, uh, pardon me, um, but uh, Okay Human came out, and they even also put uh, put out the uh, did, did the streaming of a concert, um, and you know, s- you know, seeing an organ played in the in the uh, in the orchestra, as well as the synth that uh, I, I think well, not not necessarily synth, but uh, some kind of uh, keyboard, multi keyboard uh, setup that Brian Bell was playing as well. Uh, for you know, you know some of the songs on that album, um, he was definitely sitting behind it and playing guitar too at points. That's for sure. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a really interesting uh, thing that they kind of brought in here. Maybe you know, I mean, I imagine there's points where some things were kind of played on some some piano, some sense a little bit here and there. But this is, I think, getting to the point where it's 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 becoming a little more front, and, you know, not not front and center, but you know just a little more higher in the mix but then eventually <laughs> in 15 years time from here they uh, they go much more full throttle into a lot more style of instruments for okay human yeah i think it's nice to hear a little uh a little synth or yeah. uh that sort of keyboard sounds i like the extra texture that it adds i'm here mm-hmm. for it yeah um yeah and one thing that i wanted to mention uh in terms of the uh the recent concert for the okay human uh streaming concert compared to this is that uh i think it's like uh kind of interesting that i think that uh rivers kiomo's uh vocals in that concert i think were really strong and i think that the vocals on this um aren't as strong it's kind of the 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 vocal track kind of sounds uh like maybe a little tossed off i don't know i I like i like river's voice like no matter what he sings like 
it's one of the re- like big reasons why I like Weezer as a band. But uh, mm-hmm. this one, I don't know. The vocals come off as like not exactly inspired to me, at least. Like not that it's not a nice melody, just the delivery isn't isn't quite there for me. What do y'all think? I wonder if that just has to do kind of in the same way they've been more experimental with their instruments, like time. They just how much how much time they've been as a band and how comfortable they are as musicians and mm-hmm. um they're not necessarily making to sell out the big venues because they're are they're they're established much more so not that 2005 wasn't established weezer but they were definitely like weird weezer time <laughs> for sure it Make was believe was not necessarily the shining shining jewel in their crown um and then additionally like um i was reading into the kind of like the a little bit about the origins of the song and how this was a very kind of last minute song for the album and they were like oh because they had another version and then they're like no we're not going to use this like leave it alone and then they brought it back and they're like oh let's let's put this on and it comes out in like three months so let's let's get this track together so i wonder if it just is like time for some of it yeah it could be like they just uh needed something and like i think we are all agreeing right now that it's like it is it is a bop like it's a fun song I just, yeah, maybe like they didn't have uh, like a ton of time and maybe this is only conjecture, of course, but maybe the vocal track like was kind of tossed off just to like get the song on the album. Uh, But yeah, I think an interesting thing about the writing of the song is the uh, um, I was reading on the Weezerpedia about the uh, original iterations and uh Originally, it was supposed to be about uh, one of River's friends who he described as ogre-like. Did you read that, both of you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a funny way to describe but, a friend. And it's not talking about Pat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't specify. No. Who knows? <laughs> Pat's definitely the most uh, trekish of the <laughs> of the members of Weezer, I would say. I think that's uh, that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of ogres. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. We have a Shrekspert here to speak <laughs> of ogres. Take it away, Condra. I want to um, hear. So, funnily enough, I was watching Shrek 2 last night. And um, I, after having done the research for this, and this song was originally slated for an appearance in Shrek 2, which is very fitting for some of the themes of the movie. Um, friendship being explored in different ways than it was in the first movie, uh, especially as there's the wrinkle of Puss in Boots in uh, potentially breaking up the Donkey Shrek uh, powerhouse dynamic duo friendship. But uh, it never got accepted into the movie, which... I do. I think knowing the soundtrack, because that's my like one of my favorite movie soundtracks, which is really weird. Um, it doesn't quite fit. There's really only. It starts with accidentally in love, which 
kind of has the same kind of boppiness to it, which Black Rose Weezer, different ba- very different bands, but um, it it could have fit in Shrek too, but I feel like it, and for the reason it was cut, it was a little too prescriptive. It, it was very obvious and they tried to fix it, but it never quite worked. Um, but they did eventually get to do the credits for Shrek 4, um, which was an abomination of a movie. Wait, there's but... a Shrek 4? Yeah. Uh, Shrek Forever, right? Shrek Forever, yeah. Oh. Um, it's it's bad. I don't. I've se- I saw that movie in theaters, um, and I was so glad to hear Weezer at the end of it uh, doing a cover of I'm a Believer, and I was like, wow, this is the only redeeming quality of this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. But I love Shrek 2. I think it's a great sequel, and I think it's one of the best sequels ever. Um, and I've never seen Godfather 2, so I know that's blasphemy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, I, I think it's right up there as a, as a great sequel, and uh, it definitely fits the, the kid movie vibe going on for shrek 2 but as a song it definitely i'm I, I definitely understand why they didn't put it in because it just doesn't fit mm-hmm. okay so it, you he's... you agree with that that decision if the song's too on the nose you think for the for the movie i think it's too on the nose and i don't think there's a scene explicit enough that it's like friendship <laughs> that Unless it's, like, taking the place of other... Like, it would power over dialogue, I think. It would either have to be, like, a dialogue scene or this music in the background, which sometimes Shrek does really effectively and, like, uses the music to tell this story. And and in in the first three Shrek movies, I can speak to. Um, I've only seen the fourth one once, so... Uh, and I think... It could have served a purpose, but I don't think the way the scenes were like were finally assembled, it just doesn't fit quite anywhere other than maybe like when Donkey and Shrek get changed and they're like figuring out their new bodies and like being friends or at the end when all of their friends like come and help them. But the songs that are used in those moments are so much better that I just don't think they, it, it, it worked to help tell the story better with the songs they used instead of this one. Well, usually I think when, when a song doesn't necessarily fit anywhere well, then, then, then it, why not have it then just be the end credit song? Because <laughs> Shrek notoriously it... has a special end credit song, <laughs> yeah. which Shrek 2 is no exception. Uh, they sing, uh, the cast sings Live in the Vita Loca. Okay. And it's fantastic because yeah. it's Antonio Banderas and Eddie Murphy singing <laughs> La Vida Loca. <laughs> and it's so good. And I through, I've never seen this the, movie. Yeah. And through the whole end credits as well, you're saying. I mean, because yeah. sometimes, you know, there's like the Marvel movies generally or something. Yeah. I mean, there's, the, there's the first set of credits that are very animated and whatever, do, do whatever kind of things, interesting things from one movie to the other amongst all the Marvels. Um, but then, and then there's the, and then there's the mid credit scene and then there's the more normal style of credits. But yeah, for in this yeah, case, so yeah, the beginning I, I can credits... think of some other movies that are like that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so for the most part, with especially modern animated yeah. films, I uh, older Disney, like older Disney, and mm-hmm. um, Disney being the primary example of older animated films. <laughs> uh, but modern animated films tend to do like a punch song at the beginning, and then they just use score for the rest of it for the part that the kids uh-huh. aren't necessarily going to watch. Um, that yeah. includes all like the very important people that helped make the movie. Oh, yeah. um, and very rarely there may be like a fun joke so, like jingle at the end sometimes you get mm-hmm. or um disney in more modern disney and pixar in more modern movies modern starting with like finding nemo uh throw like fun little things at the very very end when right before the distribution logo comes up mm-hmm. but shrek tends to have that first like punch scene at the end and the credits start to roll and then it'll it's it's like the quick kind of like here are all the animators here are the sound mixers like all like production babies done kind of Mm -hmm. thing like it goes it's a very jarring transition (laughs) Mm -hmm. um now there is the other movie that this was also, what was put in though? Yeah, <laughs> Yogi Bear. Right from yeah from 2010, and so you know I haven't seen this either. I it haven't seen Trek Two, and I haven't seen this. Yeah, that's it. That's a pretty good movie. It also has a like a, a powerhouse cast. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that's a big thing. You know, at the time when it came out, I kind of remember hearing, "Okay, yeah, okay, Boo Boo is being voiced by." Justin Timberlake. I mean, oh my god, that that was so weird. So I couldn't have even told you who was voicing Yogi until looking this looking this up uh, for the show uh, that Dan Ar- Dan Aykroyd uh, did, did his voice apparently. Yeah. But then I just really focused on the soundtrack. Uh, according to Wikipedia, at least is just you know you know just ten maybe eleven ten songs I think. And I mean they are. I'm just I'm just floored by the variation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going on with this. I don't know if that's if that's nor- you know normal of this time like with, and with Shrek, I don't know. You know, you could uh, tell me. I mean, it's, it's just I mean, it's I'm just floored that you know you go from, you know, a classic <laughs> classic rap song of Baby Got Back <laughs> and but then also have William Tell Overture and Oh yeah. a journey yeah. song and a weird yeah. song and I mean, jeez. Wow. Um Yogi Bear had a weird market it was reaching to i went and saw that one in the theaters as well um because like my mom was more excited about seeing that because she watched it as a cartoon and i was like yeah i'll go dan Aykroyd does a voice i like dan Aykroyd." um but shrek i will say shrek's soundtracks have that pretty variation um sometimes i would say the first one does a a stronger like has a more intense variation because it has like a cover of bad reputation that's pretty good and um also a cover of hallelujah so it that one does range the gambit um twos is maybe a little less like polarized but it's still kind of it's got a little bit of of a bunch of stuff and um baby got back also makes an appearance in shrek the first shrek um, so that's kind of wow. Weird. So many connections, <laughs> but uh, it yeah. I mean it. Anim- 
those kinds of animated movies that use modern music to tell the stories mm-hmm. often have to tap into a wide range. Um, just because the scores themselves maybe aren't as strong as a solely original music film. But it just depends, too. Hmm. Now, the one additional thing I want to say about Yogi, though, is that I then see the canceled sequel section. Yeah. <laughs> that, as of 2021, even. <laughs> Wikipedia is very up to date here. <laughs> that is as of 2019 or something like that. Well, yeah. very sad. We were robbed of a of a Yogi Bear sequel. Considered. Yep. Um, yeah. I, th- I watched uh, some clips of the Yogi Bear movie. I saw it in the theaters as well, uh, Kondra. So that's... Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember when that movie came out, for some reason, a friend emailed me with, like, the movie poster. I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I just remember it was an email... And it said, this reminded me of you. And it, it was, it's just like the movie poster with Yogi and Boo Boo's face. And like they're, the yeah. CGI faces are like a little bit off-putting, I think. And, uh, well, I'm looking at one poster right now. And it's for, I, used, I, like, I love the, uh, the website uh, Just Watch to help me under, know, where to, know, know where to go to watch streaming movies. Um, and it, apparently right now, as of recording, it is on HBO Max. So I might be watching that tonight. Um, nice. <laughs> But um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, it's not just their faces. It's uh, Yogi is the one in the raft, and Boo Boo is hanging on his arm. <laughs> oh yeah, it's our it's our uh, turtle in, in there. Whitewater, whitewater raft. What's that? Is there a turtle in that? Um, no. Oh, in the movie, they're yeah. they are when they're on the raft. They they have a turtle with them, and the yeah. turtle's <laughs> name is Turtle. I just noticed that <laughs> yeah, when I was yeah. watching the clips today. That's also my. Like, Four or five picnic baskets. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you rack. know how uh, yeah. how Yogi does. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, my cat's name is also Turtle. Oh, cool, cute. So that that reminded me of my cat, and I thought it was cute. Of course, my cat is named after the uh, Dana Carvey's Turtle Man character from Master of Disguise. Bless. Uh, yeah, that's a totally Bless different thing. Martin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I just well, wanted to yeah. talk about my cat for a second. <laughs> well, we've been away from the uh, song for quite a while now, really. <laughs> um, that's fine. Uh, Zach doesn't mind, that's for sure. Editing. <laughs> he, he seemed to love it last time. Um, or a couple times ago, actually. Um uh, if we want to talk a little bit about the lyrics, I think, you know, there, you know, I, I just find, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's wanting to, it's, it's talking about Rivers and his best friend. And, but it's, you know, he, he's doing this nice contrasting kind of, you know, you know, you make things all right when I'm feeling blue, you know, it's, you know, uh, the one thing that brings light to mom, all my darkness. So there's, so there's this, you know, he, he, he kind of needs this, this negative side to things somehow to write songs, I think, <laughs> you know, whether he's very negative for a song or just, a, a you know, he's trying to be positive, but he still has to contrast it with these negative points. Yeah, I just think that's angst. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe Rivers is an angsty guy. Hmm. 
Hmm. I didn't think so, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think like overall the tone of the song, even like lyrically, well, at the end there's like the part about I feel the pain you feel when you start crying. That's kind mm-hmm. of like a like a little sad mm-hmm. part, but like generally mm-hmm. like the the st- happy stabbing of the chorus <laughs> and like that melody I think is really nice when it's like you're my best friend and I love you. Like, uh, that's like a very nice sentiment. And I think the melody like really gets it there. I don't know. It feels good. Of course, it's like an upbeat and happy song to me. I also wonder how much of the negativity actually comes through because it is so poppy and positive, like positive sounding and like the elision of notes and words like it kind of hides some of it in the music. Yeah, there's a another uh, thing about the lyrics are in the second verse, there's like um, the lyrics about I hope you believe me because I speak sincerely. And I think to me the, that kind of lyric like kind of belies a uh, <laughs> like an insincerity or like when you say like I'm being very sincere right now. Uh like is that not uh, to you to like maybe imply that you might not be as sincere i think like those are like weird lyrics and um like i think one of the things that i've been talking about for the whole album is that like sometimes the the lyrics uh, for one have uh consistently been like very simple this song is no different and two like i feel like they are uh arch if you know what i'm saying like they are um they are arch lyrics. They are elevated to like a point of absurdity or whatever. And I think this uh, song kind of falls into that area as well. Um, and if any, <laughs> any thoughts on that or no? Should we move on? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I understand a little bit what you're saying. I think it's, 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 it's kind of like the, um, uh, you know, when someone says, well, honestly, you know, I'm going to tell you, know, like it's like why well, what you haven't been honest with me you know for you know recently in the past or our whole relationship or whatever but and now you're gonna you know just you know when someone says something like that yeah i understand what you're saying that yeah when people use that terminology it's a little like it makes you think um it's- or it can or maybe that's like something that i'm projecting yeah. onto this song like maybe that says something about me as a person that i would read the song in that way who knows I mean, it's very over the top. I, and I I wonder if the hyperbole v- veering on the side of, like, facetiousness. Like, it's... Yeah, that's my reading of it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, you could also read it the other way, and it is just this genuine, like this is my best like yeah you're my best friend kind of and like, i, I want to yeah. like oh, sure it's great i love it you can read it both ways of course yeah and i i think i mean that's the power of a lot of weezer songs is there's lots of dimensions to it yeah. it kind of depends on the mood you're in <laughs> i think that's true and i think like maybe this is also a consequence of uh like now i'm doing this show and i've listened to <laughs> this album and these songs like a lot of times and like the more that you look at a piece of art like i think it doesn't matter like i could be wrong but i think it doesn't matter what it is like if you just like analyze and analyze and analyze you will 
continue to find layers of meaning, even if they aren't necessarily there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, think I talked about High School Musical <laughs> for 87 minutes. Yeah, and um, I hope that you explored all the layers of meaning that there are to explore in that particular movie. <laughs> and more, hopefully. Hopefully you explored layers that aren't even there. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's great. I think I think that's like a fun way to uh, to engage with uh, movies or music or art or any of that all. And well, here I we think, are doing it right now. Yeah, I think that's the power of creating good art. I I'm I know good is very relative. And some people probably don't like this song and they don't like this album, but it did have success. And uh, this this song was deemed important enough to be considered for one major film and used in another major film. Um, so, I mean, it... Even if we're not sure what he's all trying to get at it's it's all relative to the individual yep absolutely that's the yeah we're the we're the last link in the chain the artist the art and then little old us right here on the end talking on a podcast about it that's the final form of all art It's, it's three three people talking on a podcast uh, about what it may or may not mean. Been cursed forever. <laughs> well, do either of uh, you have any uh, more notes on this? You know that are re- relevant to prior to any of our typical usual little segments at the end. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask the two of you a question about. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you have any uh, criteria for how you choose a best friend or if it's just something like um, you like you just feel it when you have a best friend that's just like a feeling in your heart that you you know that this person is your best friend or do you do you have like a checklist that you keep in your journal and you <laughs> you are like okay this person is uh, nice to me and we have similar interests, check, and uh, uh, that sort of thing. Have you been reading my journal? <laughs> uh, yeah. I um, uh, yeah, I found out that you'd never heard of uh, Green Day, so I went into your room and read your diary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think? Do, do you, uh, how do you know when somebody is your best friend? I'm really bad at labels. Um, <laughs> just period. Um, I'm I'm bad with intrapersonal relationships. Um, so I don't know because <laughs> I also I don't know if they could, I I think so much of the the best friend label. I have problems. the The older I've gotten, the more I maybe not have problems with it but question its relevancy to me personally um because best implies one and i don't have just one individual that i am incredibly close to and would consider 
the only friend I have. Yeah, I think that's fair. But doesn't it seem like if you have friends, like, shouldn't one, doesn't it, (laughs) there must be a best friend. Like, there must be one that's, like, better than all the other ones, right? Just as a consequence of having friends? So, So my question is, is if someone is your best friend, do they need to, do they actually know it for it to be the case? Well, there's also the issue, yeah. are you their best friend? Yeah, right. And yeah. does it have to is be, it is it exclusive? Yeah. <laughs> I think that you can have a best friend <laughs> that doesn't know that they're your best friend. Is that creepy? <laughs> <laughs> sounds kind of stalkerish. <laughs> Never mind, I take it back. That sounds really weird. If I were to say right now, Martin is my best friend, would he freak out? No, I consider you my best friend, so we're on a mutual oh, level here. Yeah. Thank you. You're, because I, w- I was going to bring this up. Like, probably if I had to pick a best friend, especially right now, I've been indoors with my wife yeah, for a year. Yeah. It's just like, this is the only person that I've talked to, like, outside of work. And um, so, like... If I have to choose a best friend, it's uh, Leia, my wife. It's uh, my wife. <laughs> it's fine. Like, but maybe like somebody who I'm, who is my spouse, is like that. Maybe that's like a level that's above a best friend, or like a different level from a best friend. But if I could yeah. s- choose can, like the second can, can person, spouse, can spouses or relatives be your best friend? <laughs> Exactly. I I think that all has to do with what kind of love you feel towards them, because there are so many different types of love. Mm -hmm. And if you can combine multiple types and feel those those many types of love for one individual, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I think so. I just think that I would put that on like a different shelf than a best friend shelf. If I have like a best friend who I'm also like have like a, a romantic friend you know that's like a different a different person to me but if i could choose another person who is my best friend who i don't necessarily have romantic feelings for it might be the person like over the last year who i have spoken to the most besides my wife and i'm pretty sure that's uh my co-host <laughs> eric nash oh <laughs> <laughs> Which just goes to show, like, how little I've talked to anybody in this class. Yeah, yeah, you really took lockdown seriously. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a loner, like, in my, (laughs) in my life in general, and I do have to go to work, so I talk to my coworkers, but I, I don't consider that. Hey, and okay, also maybe we are coworkers because this is a, this is a thing that we do for fun, but it also could potentially be uh, considered a business venture. In some way, or work. I mean, I'm having. In fun one with way, it. it wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. moolah. Exactly. No. Uh, anyway, you're my best friend, Eric, and I love you. Oh, thank you, Martin. Uh, you're my best friend too. This is a beautiful day for me. I've been waiting for so long to hear you say those words. Wow, I'm truly witnessing something beautiful here. I feel like I'm completely interrupted. Well, you are like the third co-host here, so come on now. Yeah, you have and a little menage, you know. Exactly. You're you're on. probably like the third, uh, the person who I've talked to 
like <laughs> after Eric, you're like the third slot there. So you don't quite get to be my best friend, but I hold you in high esteem, Condra. Thank you, Martin. I'm I'm thinking of like how how many other shows. <laughs> I, I think Eric, you probably are right up there for one of other than like yeah, my brother. I have a few friends show. that I've talked I talk to frequently, yeah. but like I talk to you quite a bit. <laughs> wow, do you feel snubbed wow, now that Eric sound said like a that? Slut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I'm his best friend. Maybe you should be his best friend. Anyway, I don't know. I don't need to stir this pot. We don't need. It feels like Weezer is not a drama podcast, so we don't need to. We don't need to put labels on ourselves. I just thought that would be something fun for us to talk about. Well, now I've got inner soul searching to do after this, and I have homework to do tonight, Martin. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to put that on you, on top of everything else. But yeah, I think that we talked a lot about this <laughs> song and about the concept of friendship, and I think that's a beautiful thing to talk about. And but, cartoon uh, movies. Yeah, and cartoon movies is like maybe even a more beautiful yes. thing to talk about. Yeah. One of my favorite things to talk about. Absolutely. One of mine too. But uh what else do we talk about on the show? I think we can move on to another segment, right? You choose, but, Eric. Well, the channels. My best friend. <laughs> the, as far as hearing stuff in the channels when I was uh, doing all my research for this, uh, I could not really hear differences <laughs> between the left and right side channels. All right. We got a mono recording on our hands. This has been the left channel, right channel report with Eric Nash. Um, and then uh, as far as covers go. There is a song, and that's a fact. Now tell me who has covered that? Who has covered that song? Who has covered that song? Let's talk about covers. You know, via my normal method, uh, nothing there, but uh, YouTube uh, certainly showed several people you know just playing seemingly playing on mainly just guitar in their bedrooms or living rooms what have you but there was one band who was doing a live show outside from at least at least like three years ago i think if not more could have been five to ten maybe because this is a 15 year old 15 plus year old song now um uh the band was, apparently was insk i-n-s-k um, i think that's a cool name just, for a band yeah it's just a, a pretty decent reasonable cover uh, facsimile, you know, um, the 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 one thing that 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 I certainly highlighted more from the from the uh, song earlier was the synth organy sound uh, that 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 was missing though um, did seem to be missing. So uh, I don't think I could. I, I definitely like really couldn't see anyone on the stage, you know, behind any kind of keyboards. But uh, nor could I hear. Well, I not every that. band can have a keyboard yeah. player, unfortunately. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's all I saw, too. I looked up uh, covers on YouTube. I saw a few play- people playing on guitar, uh, yeah. like a girl playing on ukulele. I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. I, I didn't write down her name. So. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that that's good. That's our covers segment. 
We talked about covers. We talked about covers. We talked about covers. And, and uh, then, uh, yeah, go yeah, on, Eric. If, if it, uh, if we, if we have some music for this yet, I don't know. But uh, uh, Rocksmith, uh, as far as that goes, as been, of the oh, time I, I started this, <laughs> this entry in my in my Google Doc notes. <laughs> Uh, there was no Rocksmith. I didn't. I did not go back to ch- double check. But maybe by the next song, I will. That would be interesting if I actually get the gumption to <laughs> just double check. Uh, and actually, maybe the next song I found is I found something next time. But, but we won't know until next time. Only time will tell what the future yeah. holds. But yeah, I haven't written a theme song for the Rocks. Well, I actually have written a theme song. I just haven't really? recorded it yet sure. because uh, I don't know. I think I had like a head full of steam when we started, uh, when I started yeah. on the podcast, it was like the beginning of the, uh, pandemic and I was just inside doing nothing. I wasn't at work, mm-hmm. I think at the time. And I was just like, I can write infinite theme songs for everything on the show. <laughs> and having gone back to work, I've been, I've been slacking off, but, uh, I'll do my best to get those in there at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, what else do we got? Is it uh, ra- ratings? Is the next thing? Yeah, I thing? think rating is. I think that we'll end us. We'll end us out with rating, ratings. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't heard from. I haven't heard Condra's voice in a little bit. Let's. Uh, if you don't mind, let's go with you first. What's your rating for? Uh, for my best friend. From from uh, zero to ten. Is <laughs> what we accept. I've been thinking about this all day, and I can't commit. Um. Mostly because I can't remember what I've rated things in the past. Um, I'm going to go seven. It's I, fun. Yeah, I think that's But a, I don't seek yeah. it out. It's a solid song. It's catchy. But it's not the end-all be-all. <laughs> it's not a bad for, for the B-side either. So I'm going to go seven. A very respectable rating. Uh, yes. I think there's a, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who would disagree with you. <laughs> Unless they just really hate make-believe. Or maybe they really love make-believe, if such a person yeah. exists somewhere in this world. But, but then they also could love, or they could also hate make-believe, but love this one song. This could wow. be their favorite. Yeah, it could be. So many permutations. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Martin, let's uh, let's hear from you next. I think is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I actually uh, went back in my notes and I had written down a rating, and I'm just gonna stick with that. And my rating is an eight, a solid eight, wow. integer eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think I've pretty much said everything that I wanted to say. This is a a good and happy song. And they're like some dark um, subtexts or like uh, that I find from the lyrics personally or like they're um, like maybe ironic meanings. And those, I think, give the song a little depth for me personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's got a it's got that cool uh, organ sound like the keyboard synth sounds. It's got the stabby chorus. Um 
yeah, I think it's a it's a great song, but it doesn't rise to the level of the best songs on Make Believe, I would say. So I think eight is right there, right where I want it to be. Cool. Yeah, and what about you, Eric? Um, so I am looking at uh, our previous <laughs> uh, ratings. Um, so I want to go just shy of We Are All on Drugs. So I will give it an eight point four. Wow, that's right a... there, right underneath. Wow, and um, I'm yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I was just worried that like maybe uh, Condra gave a uh, like a, <laughs> a lower a rating, lower lower yeah, rating like, than what she might have otherwise. No, no, no. Too, we are all on drugs. I just want. I was. Oh, I yeah. just thought it would be funny if like, but I know that I remember that Condra really liked that song. So oh I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure she gave it a high rating. Yeah. So her. So so Condra, your rating for this fell in between the other two, but not exactly in between. That's for sure. <laughs> it was on the lower side. Of in between, uh, hold me and we are all on drugs. Okay. Of a six point five and a nine point five, respectively. Okay. Yeah. There you okay. go. So, do you feel consistent in your ratings, Kondra? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. good. It feels maybe good to I'd be bump consistent. it up to seven and a half. Then, like yeah. thinking of where I put hold me, but yeah. We, we can we can officially make that the case. Yeah, let's make, yeah. let's officially make that seven and a half. Cool. I, I like love the, it. Uh, I like the, uh, instead of 7.8 average between us, it's now 7.96. Six is repeating. <laughs> I love a repeating six. Yes. All right. Well, we did it. Yeah. We did it again. Oops. <laughs> uh, that's a different song completely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so what do we do now? Just awkwardly uh, yep. talk. That's... Our, that's- that's For... the norm. <laughs> uh, we can't have plugs, though, if, if Condra wants to just uh, get remind people just again a little bit of what she's done recently or, or over the many years now, really, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I come from the Amateur Nerds feed. My brother and I recently finished High School Musical, uh, the first season of Wildcat Minute. And we're doing a couple hiatus episodes between now and the start of High School Musical 2, which will be mid to late summer, probably. Um, But we're going to do a couple hiatus episodes, uh, the High School Musical concert, and hopefully the ice show. So keep an uh, an eye on our feed, uh, Amateur Nerds, or at Amateur Nerds on the Twitter. Cool. Um, and Martin, is there anything you want to plug at this time? Uh, I guess I'll just say my uh, band camp. You can uh, listen to some music if you liked the uh, theme song to this show that played in the beginning and maybe at some point in the middle. <laughs> and the various uh, theme songs for the segments, if those uh, got put in. Uh, if you if you like the sound of that, if you like the sound of my voice as much as i do uh spoiler alert you don't (laughs) then you can listen to my music at uh www.bandcamp.com slash martin david tapia m-a-r-t-i-n-t-a-o-d-a-v-i-d-t-a-p-i-a how about you eric yeah what do you um, you got 
Well, I mean, there's my original uh, movie by minute show, Watchmen Minute. Uh, just Google that; it's really easy to find, I think, out there. And uh, of course, uh, right along with this show uh, is also Almost Famous Minute. They're both on Pantheon Podcast Network. That's at pantheonpodcast.com. You can find a lot of great shows there, uh, all music related, very much in the music that way um and uh i just want to mention uh uh, i am on an akg lyra mic and thanks to the uh, Harmon audio for providing them to a a ton of us on the network at least if not all essentially try trying to trying to get them out to everyone but uh but yeah uh, a ton of us at, at this point have gotten them and have been talking through them and hopefully sounding really good in your ears I think you sound better than you've ever sounded before today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I, I would attribute it to these, uh, what are they called, AKG? I haven't gotten one yet. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. We still love them for you. Mm-hmm. And now that we got all the plugs out of the way, um, hey, let's wrap it up, besties. Uh, you know what? I love you. You're my best friends, and I love you. Uh I love you guys too. Yep. And now it's it's all ogre. <laughs> <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.